You're listening to Talking Credit Unions with Chris Smith. These podcasts aim to communicate topics of interest from the world of credit unions. Well, registration is now open for the Swoboda Credit Union Conference on the 24th of November in Manchester. Now, it really sounds interesting, this conference, because it's starting to get to grips with this real digital future question. What do credit unions need to ensure that they can win in this changed world that we're living in? They call the conference Disturbance and Transformation and the future of your members and your credit union. And I think it will stretch credit union thinking about the extent required and change in a digital era. And the business and operational transformation that we thought we'd gone through apparently still needs to be undertaken. The Swoboda team want to make sure we understand that this is not an IT event. Yes, it's a discussion about how we change our business and operations to cope with the onslaught that a digital future requires. Now, the last decade, many of us have lived through the credit union adaption to online banking, smartphone apps, and many of us use open banking for loan underwriting. Some are even starting to take advantage of the API-based technology. You know, APIs are the application program interfaces, uh, if you like. It's the it's the thing that sets the rules and protocols to allow different software programs to talk to each other and share data uh, and functionality. Like, best example I can give you is when the weather app on your phone, it's probably using API to get the current weather data from another service to give to you while you're asking for it. But anyway, this is just the beginning of a digital accelerated form of AI. Members will expect financial and other services to be in real time. In fact, all the time, everywhere, seamless, personalized, predictive. The rapidity and depth of change will be profound. I thought we'd done with all this, but apparently we were only at the beginning. Anyway, this conference is good because it's pulled together several people to help us understand the next onslaught of disturbance and transformation in a digital era. Uh, we've got Dr. Lida Glyptis, uh, Professor Karen Elliott, Sean Milley, Paul Rooney and George Hofheimer from the USA. Now, George founded the Hofheimer Strategy Advisors back in 2020 to advise credit unions. Previously, George was the head of research and development at USA-based Filene Research Institute. He was there for 15 years. And before that, he was the chief learning officer at QS, uh, you know, the Credit Union Industries Education Association. He was there for eight years. And George began his career in international business, including members of the first group of Peace Corps volunteers to the former Soviet Republic of Uzbekistan. George is in demand as an advisor and researcher, and devising creative ways to match the needs of business and society has been a constant theme of his career. I managed to get hold of George ahead of this conference, especially as he's just recently brought out a book called Banking on the Human Scale. And I asked him, George, in a world dominated by scale and technology, smaller community-based financial institutions like credit unions have the chance to serve more people and serve them better by making banking more human. That's one of our sort of USPs. It's what sets us apart. But your book presents the way forward that continues with the human scale idea 
But how do credit unions maintain a human touch in this digital era? Yeah, as, as it relates to technology and credit unions, uh, we find ourselves in a bit of a pickle, regardless of whether you're on this side of the Atlantic or the other. And that regardless of which credit union you're talking about, the largest one in the world, which is Navy Federal, uh, to the smallest one um, in the world, which you know could be several hundred pounds or several, several hundred dollars of a collection of individuals, is that technology's march is not going to stop. Um, and uh, how do we how do we figure out how technology fits into our um, into our model? And what I've observed mostly with larger institutions in the U.S. and Canada is that we tend to over-index on technology's impact on our business model. And what we try to do is emulate the largest institutions, which realistically have budgets that are I don't know how many multiples of what our budget are uh, in terms of technology. Uh, and we try and meet them uh, at that same uh, at that same level. Realistically, it's not going to happen. Uh, I believe a figure that I just saw for J.P. Morgan Chase, which is the biggest national bank here in the United States and probably one of the largest in the world, they spend twelve billion dollars on technology every year. Um, so I share that bit of bit of data with you know perhaps a two billion dollar institution here in the states, and you know they they become a little meek around this. So the, the key is to be very strategic with our investments. And the thesis that I'm trying to put forward um, with the book that I just wrote and some of the work that I do with credit unions is to figure out what can we realistically do with technology to make it emulate what credit unions are quite good at, which is the face-to-face, person-to-person uh, type of service. Yeah, and, and the, way, the way that we've been talking about it here um, with, with credit unions is what are, what are the, the table stakes, if you want to use a poker analogy, um, just to be able to sit at the table to, to say, we're a modern institution is usually being able to see what your balances are, being able to transfer money either to people or organizations, um, and to gain an understanding of like, what are my credit offers and to be able to close a loan. Now that, I mean, I, I know that there's a lot of technology involved with that, but where we tend to get off track is by uh, listening to vendors that have really interesting and great ideas. Uh, but realistically, it's not going to have a huge impact on the on the members of the credit union. So what I like to do is say, let's try and figure out how technology can emulate the uh, the good old days of being able to serve people on a on a face to face basis, and just being able to satisfy consumers around, hey, I want to be able to open up an account online without having to come into a branch. That to me is a table stakes technology. It's not cheap to do, uh, but I think it's it's something that we should all aspire to. And that's not to ignore all of the great technological advancements that we're starting to see. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I always urge caution uh, around those types of investments on a large basis for smaller institutions like Red We just simply don't have the balance sheets to invest in all of those technologies. So it's, a, it's an act of prioritization. George, is another aspect of this change the way in which we recruit and hire people? Do you think there are changes in attitude towards what we can expect from future leaders in credit unions? Yeah, you know, it's it's really interesting. I think the default for most hiring managers or boards of directors when they're looking for leaders or any positions within credit unions was, does this person have a financial services background? Do they have an operations background? And do they have a lending background? So uh, I mostly work with CEOs and uh, that used to be the default when there was a vacancy of a CEO. Nine times out of 10, that person would be from one of those three areas, <laughs> finance, operations, or lending. 
what we're starting to see is that's changing and it's a, a little bit different uh, today where uh, more technology professionals are becoming CEOs. Uh, interestingly, more marketing and communications professionals are, are, are becoming CEOs. If, if we can kind of extrapolate out from there, just from the CEO level, uh, you know, how do you, how do you bring the right talent into the organization? The first thing that's so important is to be able to have a very clear purpose and understand who you are as an organization and how people fit into that. Um, there's a kind of cliche in, in hiring. It's like, you know, hire, hire for talent, train for skills. Um, and I've, I've seen that manifest itself pretty well uh, within organizations that have a very strong understanding of the purpose of what they're trying to achieve within their organization. So bringing someone in from a sales perspective, for example, uh, that uh, may not have financial services background, but has the same ethos uh, and understanding of where the organization is going can be a really potent combination. That's just one vivid example, but you can think of it from a variety of technical areas. George, what about measuring success? Credit union that achieves all of its social goals, but returns a loss on the balance sheet might develop some sort of ethical fatigue. Board members may lose social skills heart. Is that double bottom line success achievable where the credit union fulfills its social goals and at the same time delivers a healthy profit? But I think sometimes we do get it a little bit backwards in that um, we focus too much on the social outcomes uh, rather than the business outcomes. And uh, I am not a, a hardcore capitalist by any means, but uh, you know, I, I do prescribe to the, to the notion, uh, no margin, no mission. Um, so if you don't have the resources and the capital to invest um, in social initiatives or any types of initiatives, you're just not going to be a going concern. Um, so one of the things that I'm trying to kind of get through to, to my clients and work with them on is a, uh, an allocation of your budgeted net income at the end of the year to allocate for quote unquote, do good initiatives. Um, and, uh, you know, that, that context looks different for every organization. Uh, but I think that that's the right way to, to think about the ordering is that we have to take care of our business first. We have to ensure, you know, especially in a regulated entity, like a, like a credit union or, or uh, organizations that are in the banking world, uh, we need to have the proper capital uh, and safety and soundness in, in place in order to do the fun stuff. In fact, I'm, I'm here in the state of Virginia and I'm working with a credit union right now uh, named Chartway Credit Union, which used to serve the big naval base here. And uh, last night they had their big uh, foundations gala um, where they help support children that are going through really difficult medical times. Now, uh, they and, and they support this foundation really strongly from a financial perspective, but they wouldn't be able to do that if they didn't have a very, very strong operations uh, and, uh, and a profitable, profitable model. Um, so that comes uh, after we've figured out, quote unquote, figured out uh, the, um, uh, the, the margin side of the equation. George, finally, I need to ask you about strategy days and many people will have the temptation coming back from their planning days to take the papers and the ideas and stick them in the top drawer of the desk and turn immediately to the 150 urgent emails the staff issues and the intray from hell george first of all do you recognize that this happens and also have you any tips for us returning from our planning days as to what we can do yeah that that is very recognizable and i you know i, I think you're you're speaking of just general human nature um around prioritization but 
I think the uh, the chances of success increase if you take this idea of uh, simplifying really what the problem is that you're in business to solve, and then amplifying that 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 really simple thing that you're trying to to achieve. So, you know, in in the course of the strategy making uh, that I help credit unions with, um, we really focus in on what is the problem you're trying to solve, um, and you know, fun- fundamentally, that's really what strategy is about. And in the whole founding of credit unions, uh, you know, initially uh, we had very tight um, tight groups of people that we would serve, and it was very clear who we were, what we were trying to do, what problem we were trying to solve. Now, as we go out into the community, uh, it gets more complex, and you know, we have all of these things coming at us from technology, from society, um, and the, uh, the the tendency is to try and be thing all things to all people, or, or you know, trying to to look at all of these broad problems. And you know, my advice would be to really simplify on that core problem that you're trying to solve, and then amplify it back to the staff, so you just keep it really, really simple. Um, that being said, I don't know if that's going to solve it, but um, in in my experience, those types of approaches uh, tend to uh, enable people to to focus much better than they would before. George, thanks for sharing some of your thoughts regarding the digital future, and we look forward to hearing the full story from you at the conference in Manchester in November. Yeah, me too. Um, look forward to seeing old friends, and hope to see them soon. Okay, take care, Chris. Well, it's a big thank you to George Hofheimer. And looking forward to seeing him at the Swoboda Credit Union Conference on the 24th of November in Manchester. If you go on to the Swoboda Centre Research Centre website, easy to find, just put in Swoboda into your research engine and up comes their website. And you can see under events that the registration document's there. So that's Disturbance and Transformation, the future of your members and your credit union. I guess it'll stretch credit union thinking about the extent required to change in what we thought was the digital era that's gone. Apparently, it's the digital era that's just about to start. So here we go again. And just to remind everybody, it's not an IT event, but it definitely is about what IT is going to do to us. You've been listening to Talking Credit Unions with Chris Smith. This is a not-for-profit podcast and my time is given freely. I'm constantly on the lookout for stories and topics of interest to credit unions, especially, but not exclusively, in the United Kingdom and Ireland. A contribution to my costs has been made by the Swoboda Centre and I work with them for additional distribution and inspiration. Thanks for listening today and if you wish to leave any feedback, please contact smithowls at gmail.com. That's smithowls, all one word, at gmail.com. Bye now.